Hey everybody, it's James Smith, Jimmy Sprinkles, and this is Good Gamers. Anymore. Oh shit. <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> it's it's perfectly fine, Whitney. It's perfectly fine. Yes, that is that is Whitney Moore, everybody. Um, uh, who does not know how to take a cue. What's up? <laughs> it's perfectly fine, Whitney Moore. Because as as you know, and anyone who's ever talked to me, things never go correct. True. Yeah. We just we just live in chaos and and work with it. Um, yeah, we roll with the punches. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, I can't think of another character from Fight Club, but this is definitely Tyler Durden style. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Whitney, what are you playing currently? You know, the last video game that I bought was actually uh, the Super Mario Brothers 3D All-Stars pack for the Switch. And if you're not familiar, it's got Mario 64, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, or is it, o- is it Odyssey? Whichever one was came from the Wii for the first. And uh, I have to say it's been so wonderful reliving my childhood because I feel very stressed out in a lot of ways due to like you know the world everything that's happening and when uh my husband jesse and i bought it we decided to make a weekend and like have kind of a kids weekend where we made chicken nuggets and tater tots and uh just like played mario all weekend uh but the difference being there was vodka involved this time around and it was a really really fun time so that's the last video game that i bought um and right now i am just kind of deciding if i want to pre-order a ps5 i understand i understand the <laughs> um uh my my brother uh he's big into uh spider-man and when oh, he yeah. saw that the uh miles morales game he was like oh i need to get a ps5 and i was like i think it's gonna be for ps4 as well but he's like, all right, well, we'll see. But, you know, he's definitely, like, he was all about it. Uh, my brother's very gung-ho with those types of things. Like, um, he loves baseball cards and whatnot. And, like, <laughs> he'll just go, like, buy a whole box, you know, or, or something like that. So That's uh, so cool. I, I used to work at a comic book store up in the Bay Area when I was a teenager. And uh, we sold baseball cards. And the amount of adults that would come in and say just tell me the same story that um is basically i had so and so card it's worth this much money now and i went to college and my mom threw away all of my baseball cards <laughs> and the same thing with comic books too i would get that so much i, re- I remember uh, i may have said this on the podcast before but i recall when i was younger but older than uh the original final fantasy seven uh it was in the black case you know um and i was looking on ebay uh to see uh what you could go for and you know someone wanted a thousand dollars for that that sealed and i was just like well i don't have it sealed but i could still <laughs> sell it ended up selling the final fantasy seven for like two hundred dollars whoa yeah dude that's rad. It yeah, was. Jesse is a big Final Fantasy fan, and I 
I love the dedication of Final Fantasy fans. It's, and this this re-release or the uh, how they remastered it seems like it was a great time. I watched him play it. It looked like a lot of fun. The um, uh, uh, I graduated like college. I want to say like around two years ago. And um, one of the classes that I took was script writing because I figured, why not try a script writing class? And the teacher, well, you know, like, uh, I think he purposely wanted people to leave his class. So he, he gave a lot of homework. Like, he was like, you're going to write two papers. You're going to write two scripts, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, oh, I'm all in. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And I heard people <laughs> getting, like, so afraid. Like, oh, I don't like a lot of writing, blah, 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 blah. And um, so we had to do uh, two reports, one on uh, uh, the Ghostbusters dude. I can't remember his name, but he's well known uh, being into the occult. Michelin Man. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go at Michelin Don't Man. Worry. <laughs> yes, yes. It was uh, that guy, uh, that dude. Yes, I'm great. And, and then we had... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Dan Aykroyd. There we go. Dan Aykroyd ah. and Jerry Seinfeld. And um, so uh, from reading these things, I was like, oh, they're both comedic people, you know, like. And so uh, I used uh, what I learned from from doing reports on them on what I did in my script. And the script that I had done was it was called uh, Played or or something like that. Anyway, I love video games, and, uh, and so I wanted to do that. And it was about a guy that um, he only cares about video games. And, you know, like, he's a terrible person to his family. He's a terrible person to his girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And I remember the teacher going, oh, this character is not likable, so it's not going to work. Your main character is, is, is definitely going to fl- flop. So, okay. I was like, I'll do something I know that will work. So... I literally wrote a script. I sent it to like Jessica and to, I think maybe Chloe at one time through email. And it was, I used all of the geek and sundry ladies in, oh my gosh. <laughs> in the script. So like Erica was the judge. Stephanie was the lawyer. Becca was the doctor. Jessica was the best friend. It was like, everyone was in it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the teacher was like, Oh, this is a great script. And um, the main bad guy, because I couldn't use his real name because it's copyrighted, well, I called him the long, gray-haired man. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, it's Sethiroth. Oh, my gosh. That's so, awesome. So, so, so <laughs> like, after we read it, you know, because in the class, you have to, you, you have the, them actually read it, like, act it out. And so they would come up to me and they would be like, is that Sethiroth? And I was like, yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I have to say, I disagree with your teacher's advice. I I love plenty of movies where the main characters are unlikable, but I guess uh, you either need to pity them or find something, some way to care about them. I guess they have to be charming in some way. Uh, have you seen the movie Happiness by Todd Salons? I have not. It's a really fucked up movie, um, and for a while it was my favorite movie, and then I, I was like, I shouldn't advertise that, because uh, one of the main characters is a pedophile, and the rest of the characters, it's an ensemble piece, and uh, they're all really bad in their own ways, and so I really do like 
the idea of sort of a detestable main character that forces you to root for them somehow. Um, but I guess that's probably the message that your teacher was sending is there's, there's got to be something uh, either redeemable or some way that you can relate to them or, or find a common ground. <laughs> yes, yes. The, uh, uh, in another class, but similar, um, film history, they, um, we had to watch um, all these films, you know, like we had to watch Kurosawa films, Fellini films, you know, various, various around the world films. And um, um, the teacher was like, oh, according to the textbooks, the um, American audiences always like a happy ending. They don't like sad endings. It's like if mm. you mostly European audiences like sadder endings like France and Germany. And I was Interesting. Like, and I was like, <laughs> if you say so. Um, but uh, one of the things when I went with a bad guy was because, uh, as you were saying before, one of my favorite movies, and I watch this every year around Christmas time, is the movie Go. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, I haven't. I, I've actually had that one on my list for quite a while. Can you tell me about it? Sure, sure. It's, uh, <laughs> it's about this movie. Uh, it's about Christmas time. And the main character, Rona is uh, about to get kicked out of her apartment. And uh, she works at a local uh, grocery store. And Katie Holmes, who is her best friend, is like, hey, you know, maybe you can go to your parents for money. And she's like, uh, I can't go to my parents. And, you know, it, they don't really specify, but, you know, she kind of like brushes it off that way. And um, then she ends up going to Simon, who's this uh, uh, British guy, and he's like really a dick. And he's like, oh, I'll, you can have my shift and I'll give you this money because I want to go to Las Vegas and gamble with my mates. And so, you know, he, uh, she ends up taking the money. She runs into a drug dealer played by Tim Oliphant. And, oh, I love him. Yes, of course. He's my favorite character. That's why I'm mentioning it. He was my basis for that guy in the video game because he seems like a nice guy, but he's a complete asshole. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so... Uh, she goes to uh, Tim Oliphant after Jay Moore and Scott Wolf preposition her to become a drug dealer. They want to wow. buy drugs from her. So she goes to the guy and is like, hey, you know, I have a, this amount of money. Give me the drugs. And, you know, he eventually gives her the drugs. She tries to screw him over. You know, it's hilarity ensues. What can I say? Awesome. I'll have to check it out. That sounds really cool. I don't want to give you the whole plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I want to see it till the end now. Um, I started watching some of my seasonal rewatches recently, too, because I have the the comfort watches that I watch every year. And because it's fall, aside from the horror movies that I watch, I always watch um, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Over the Garden Wall, which are my two favorite sort of autumn uh, viewings, uh, you know, uh, Over the Garden Wall is a show. Have you seen that? I have not. It's a Cartoon Network limited animated series. And uh, my good friend Amalia Lavari actually, I believe, won an Emmy for it. Uh, little brag about my friend. Nice. And uh, it's a really, really wonderful show about a kid and his younger brother who kind of fall into this mysterious woods with all of these mythical creatures and it's uh it's all very autumn themed uh actually like 
a pretty scary show for kids. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> when my nephew is going to be old enough to watch it because I still get, like, it, there's some moments that truly frighten me. Um, and it's really, really comforting and it feels like a, a warm blanket to watch. So I highly recommend if you need uh, something something kind of wholesome to watch. It's really, really good. And then Fantastic Mr. Fox is just pure Wes Anderson perfection. Hmm. Nice, nice. They, um, I was speaking to uh, someone online, Kevin, I can't remember his last name, but Kevin. And he said... Oh, um, I'm watching the movie Witches. Have you seen it? And I was like, yes, I saw the movie Witches when I was younger. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie Witches, it's about this lady who travels somewhere in Europe and uh, she turns a little boy into a mouse and she tries to turn all the children of Europe yeah. into mice. Anyway, so I saw it recently and I just remember being like, oh, everything's normal to me. You know, uh, you know, like... <laughs> I, you know, like, uh, I thought, uh, I just would think it was funny because, like, you're supposed to be scared of the witches. And I was just like, oh, that they're pretty cool, you know? They're, yeah, <laughs> like, it's, really it, good it, makeup. I watched that movie, actually, for the first time yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, and it's because I was reading about how they're obviously, they're rebooting the movie and uh, Anne Hathaway is the new Grand High Witch, I believe. Uh, and... You know, I've got I've got thoughts on that decision, but I watched the movie because I, I realized I had never seen it as a kid. And uh, it is so good. And also, just like Fantastic Mr. Bo- Mr. Fox, a Rodal adaptation. Hmm. That's pretty neat. You know, I, yeah. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it, you know, it's definitely neat. The, um, yeah. I, I noticed that about like, you know, projects in general, not not just movies, but uh, like, uh people will be like, oh, this is a great, great idea, and, and everyone get hyped for it. And then when it comes out, it's like either hit or miss. It's like, it just like yeah. craps out or it does really well. <laughs> There's no middle yeah, ground. Yeah, my belief is, is with reboots, people are so precious about them. And I, I think that certainly it's a good idea to make movies with a new audience in mind. Like like Ghostbusters, I, I understand people wanting that to be a, you know, a big part of their childhood, but it was, it was remade with a new audience in mind. I wish that people would remake more movies that were good ideas that were really poorly executed <laughs> instead of rebooting the ones that we already love, you know? Of course, of course. The, um, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, the show Ren and Stimpy. But oh, yeah. I just remember thinking to my kid, uh, thinking to myself as a kid, like, uh, oh, this is very funny. And then as I got older, I was just like, what the hell is this? It's messed up. Yeah, I loved that show as a kid, and I think that it really informed how I am in many ways. Uh, that's, that's very possible. That's very possible. <laughs> the um, uh, prior, prior to this interview, um, uh, I was listening to the, uh, the playlists that you made from the half, our happy no half hour metal show. I get oh, I'm terrible. Happy metal happy hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. I've, uh, I've messed that up so many times when I intro when I introduced it. I go, it's happy metal heavy hour of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I was listening to some of them, and um, uh, after you know, because I I usually do it a lot of times when I'm exercising because I like. I like metal music. It gets me very amped, you know, it gets me mm-hmm. excited. Uh, I feel it gives me energy, you know? 
Yeah, me too. Especially, Absolutely. especially the Avatar Colossus song. It's, yes. I just love hearing when I hear the 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 uh, the uh, alarms. I'm like, oh, it's go time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that metal is good for every kind of mood. Certainly, when I'm feeling big feelings, uh, which happens quite a lot lately, uh, a metal. I like it because it's such an epic sound that it feels even bigger than my emotions, if that makes sense. And it's very, very soothing to me. I feel uh, both energized and calm when I listen to metal. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're the same way, but I don't like wearing headphones. I don't like putting things in my ear. It, I just, oh, okay. I, I, people used to pick on me when I was younger. Kind of like something about Mary. If, when, when uh, it, you yeah, know, I was yeah. very similar to that. I didn't like... Anyway, point being... Is that uh, so? I listen to it outwardly, and I'm like, if anyone complains, I'll lower it. But if no one's going to complain, I'm just going to keep at, at its normal level. Yes. And, and so, yeah. so I'm out and about in New York, what have you, and so um, I'm just like blasting these songs, and I'm and I'm, I'm like, I guess no one cares. Yep, no one cares. <laughs> and, and, That's awesome. Uh, recently, I was walking. Uh, I was doing it before, and I passed by a, a school that's by my house, and I was playing ICP because I thought it was hilarious because I haven't heard it in a long time, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, this is the perfect thing that children need to hear." Some stranger <laughs> playing ICP, and that's awesome. I, I, I just I, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, everybody needs a clown education. I love ICP, and I uh, have not ever been to one of their shows, but I've heard they're really, really fun. I've had a couple friends go, and, you know, obviously they get drenched in Fago, and <laughs> they said it's pretty fun. They, I went uh, with, with my friend once, uh, Paul and John, and Paul got hit in the head with a, a bottle of Fago. I, oh, wow. Because, uh, like, during the songs... They like, you know, spray the fago around. He was just in the wrong place, I think. But oh my uh, gosh, he was fine. But my <laughs> my other friend John, uh, when he was there, my friend, uh, you know, he uh, got a little too rowdy and ended up getting into a fight, and ended up breaking his nose, which he fixed later on, which was weird. But uh, <laughs> whatever, he had a good time. <laughs> That is so funny. I love that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I I may have told you this in the chat, the metal chat, but the, uh, when I went to go see, uh, I think it's what Mayhem in Lamores in the city, and um, New York City, obviously, and um, I think it was Death, the lead singer, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. He got into a fight and ended up breaking either the person he got into a fight with arm or his arm. And uh, and I just oh remember, gosh. like, he did. He was supposed to come on stage, like, at, like, 10 or 11, and he ended up going on, like, 2 a.m., something oh, like that. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty Mayhem crazy. Was the first uh, concert that I ever went to with Jesse, I, I got him tickets for his birthday about six years ago. <laughs> nice, nice. The, the, um, my, uh, the first concert I ever went to, believe it or not, was Yoko Ono. My sister took me to her. That's awesome. And Stereo Lab, if you know who Stereo Lab is. Oh, I love Stereo Lab. I have not given them a listen in a really long time. 
That's awesome. Um, but now, uh, tying it back to video games. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you have like any memory of the first video game that you played or no? Yes, actually. I, uh, I was thinking about this and there were a couple that my dad had, um, for his work computer that my sisters and I used to play. So they also are not games that I've heard anyone talk about it. So I'm curious to know if you have heard of these games. Um, one was an animated side scroller called bug and it was super fun and really hard um, the next one was called Dust, and it was sort of a cowboy RPG where you wander around a town, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was like a really fun old cowboy RPG. And then the third and definitely most bizarre one was a game by the name of A Fork in the Tail, and it had Rob Schneider was the lead in it. It was a video, <laughs> like actual video format video game. And also sort of an RPG, but also just kind of like an adventure game. And it was on four discs and Rob Schneider was the main character. And I, to this day, have not heard of anyone else who has played it. And it's a super, super weird, like, fantasy game. And and it's Rob Schneider. <laughs> I have not played any of those games. Like, yeah. the weirdest video game that I could think of ever playing uh, besides Japanese uh, dating sims, um, oh, yeah. was uh, this game called Buck Bumble, which was for Nintendo 64. You, um, <laughs> you basically play a bee, and you shoot at other bees, and the, uh, the theme song is the weird part of the game. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to play the theme song for you uh, um, while recording <laughs> it, but... It is, like, the weirdest, funniest thing ever. <laughs> that is awesome. And BioFreaks. Yeah, there are so many games like that, probably. I feel like, you know, back in the 90s, before the internet was really, and before social media was a thing, um, games would just kind of be released. And so I feel like there's there are probably so many games that are out and, like, we don't even know about them you know we probably don't even like acknowledge them and and there's just so many weird i wonder how many other games rob schneider is in (laughs) he could be in a lot who knows (laughs) the um uh i I may have said this on the podcast but i'm pretty sure i never told you this but when nintendo 64 was about to come out um i remember reading in like one of the the game of magazines. I I don't know which one. Maybe Nintendo Power. I have no idea. Point being is that they were like saying like, oh, you know, it was kind of like a thought piece. It was like, will they have the games to project this console and make it a popular console? Blah blah blah. And so I took it upon myself to be like, oh, Nintendo needs my help in making a game. So I'm going to make a game and I'm going to send it to Nintendo. And it was called Flash of Fury. Wow. And it was uh, basically uh, two things that I liked. It was role-playing games and fighting games. So I combined the two. And it was, you had to, uh, you had a selection of characters, and it was, you know, good guys versus bad guys. And you had to prevent the bad guys from blowing up the world. But you had to do it in a certain amount of time. Cool. And, I like and that idea. So, um, 
I sent it to them, and I wrote them like this letter, and I was like, yeah, I heard that you're having trouble making games, so I figured I would send you my idea. And I was like, you don't have to pay me for it or anything. You just got to make it. I'm like, that's it. You know, I just want to see you make the game. And, you know, they wrote back to me and they they were like, dear James or dear whomever, you know, like standard letter. And yeah. they were like, uh, we don't need any help with games. We have a full team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, they're lost. And I just remember thinking to myself, because I do this a lot in my life, where I think that I'm actually cooler than I am. Where I'm like, oh, my opinion actually matters, so I'm going to say it. And then life is just like, nope, no one gives a shit. <laughs> I think that you should keep on doing that, because the, the one time somebody does give a shit, it feels really, really good. I, I would totally agree with that, because that's the same feeling I had when you agreed to do this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but um, I was just thinking, like, if you, Whitney Moore, could invent the game, it doesn't matter if it's a video game or whatever, what would it be? You know, I would just redo Fallout New Vegas and have more stuff. I, <laughs> I would just, I would build on the Fallout universe. And I think what I would add to it is... Uh, more romance options uh, i know that's like a pretty stereotypically girl thing to say but what i loved about um the outer worlds is uh have you did you play that game did i play fallout uh, outer worlds i'm sorry um uh, is that the guy abe the the guy that like he's the, the alien no that's oh, outworlds uh, sorry out yeah yeah, yeah. no i haven't uh, sorry Outer Worlds is, is the newest Bethesda game, and if you like Skyrim and Fallout, it's pretty much the same, but set in space. It's really good. It's a significantly smaller game, and so it's uh, it you know you don't really log 120 hours on it the way I might with Skyrim or Fallout. Um, but something that I loved about it is that, uh, and this is entering spoiler territory, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll leave out the, the the main good parts. But the uh, there is. Uh, there are lots of different sexualities explored. Uh, it's very inclusive, and there's also like romance options uh, in the game, uh, not with the main character, but you like set up romances with other people, and it's really one of the most compelling parts of a story-based game like that because I do feel like that's something that's left out of, you know, a game game like Fallout and Skyrim where so of much of what the gameplay is, is doing things for people, doing tasks for people and helping them. Um, and what better feeling than, you know, being a matchmaker or helping people feel good. And uh, there was a little taste of that in Fallout 4 in the DLC. But uh, I would just I would just have way, way more of that. And sorry if it's a boring answer, because I I, uh, I don't know if it counts just to say i would make more of my favorite video games it's your game <laughs> whitney you could do whatever you want no one's gonna say yeah. no to you i i choose more fallout and uh, more chooses and... more <laughs> yes yes <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's a good answer um uh I'm, again i may have said this on the podcast before but not to you um uh, one of my favorite games to play when i was younger was fable i don't know if you ever played fable I didn't ever play Fable, but I uh, I have many many friends that loved that game growing up. 
it was it was a it had its flaws the game but it was a lovely game and i just remember playing as the character and like i i was told that you could do whatever you wanted so i was like okay if i could do whatever i wanted i'm going to marry a man and see if i can have sex with him because you can marry a woman and have sex with him in the game yeah. and so i would marry the guy and then you couldn't have sex with him and I was like, oh. what kind of marriage is this? Yeah. <laughs> and and I just was. remember getting upset that I couldn't do that because um, you promised it to me and then you took it away. <laughs> yeah, inclusivity is important. There's a game, um, the name is slipping me right now, but there's a, a game that's just recently been announced or just recently come out where you can... Uh, even customize like your genitals and so it's, it's like every every possible level of character customization is there down to gender expression and even like if you want to have parts or no parts like it's it's pretty they they, they went really far with the inclusivity and I'm, I'm very much here for it that's funny that's funny the, uh, pr- uh, prior to uh, the last convention I went to was PAX Boston and I played uh, Vampire the Masquerade. I'd never played it before, but I watched uh, Josephine on Vampire Masquerade, if you've ever seen the yes. show. And, oh, uh, yeah, I was on the show. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, I'm a great... I'm great. I feel I, uh, like, I feel like I that guy that interviewed... Um, I'm sorry, continue. I, I was only on a couple episodes, so you're totally good. I can't remember everything, Whitney. <laughs> yeah. And Jeanette Borman, who, um, well, if you're a, a vampire fan, you know that they're the same person, but they yes. present as two different characters. And that was quite a lot of fun for me because I got to play two characters, which was cool. That's pretty neat. But uh, uh, get, what I was saying was, uh, before I got uh, sidetracked, was is that um, I was playing the game at the convention and I never played it. And the guy who was running the game, he was like, oh, um, I'm kind of like a dick DM, so I just wanted to let you know ahead of time. And I was oh. like, okay. And he, he's like, so what are your characters? And he handed me a sheet, you know, like, uh, with, uh, I clicked, uh, the wolf thing. I can't remember. Um, Gangrel, I think it is. And, um, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm going to be a vampire that has just, has no genitals. And they were eaten off by 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 a, a wolf in his sleep, Look. and then he got turned into a vampire while he was sleeping. And, 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 and exactly that's what they said. And uh, even funnier and probably inappropriate was I started playing the Gangrel theme music. If you've ever heard of the character Gangrel. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they were like, can you turn off the music? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so and I was funny. like, I'm trying to get into my character. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's one really lovely thing about RPGs is that you can expand your imagination and push it to the limits within the, the comfort zones of your fellow players. I support that. <laughs> um, so uh, I have a question. Uh <laughs> Among other questions that I've asked you, uh, uh, do you think that video gaming 
is going to lean more towards virtual reality, like Ready Player One, or do you think that it's just a fad? That's a really good question, and uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of VR. Uh, In fact, Jesse and I today were talking about whether or not we should go ahead and buy the new Oculus, Um, but I'm also really dubious over the fact that Facebook now owns Oculus, and I I have so many thoughts on that um, because I think Facebook is pretty trash, and (laughs) I... um, I do. I, I don't think that VR will ever replace a traditional um, gaming format because it's quite a lot of work. And it, it kind of reminds me about when the Wii came out and when we were all like, oh, this is groundbreaking, you know, using the, um, the cordless controllers the way we are. This will replace gaming. And I realized when it wasn't as popular or when it didn't replace the way we play as games, um, that requiring lots of movement is kind of not a recipe for like most gamers uh and certainly myself like i I can only really play vr when i commit to it and i want to like bring out the stuff and i want to have that experience um which has surprisingly been only a handful of times in quarantine um, I would think that now would be an ideal time to sort of strap into a Ready Player One circumstance and, like, you know, blast off into another reality. Um, but I find, at least for myself, I don't think that that's ever going to stop the traditional gaming experience. I think that um, people love, like, the, the regular controller for a reason, you know? And I, I think that um, actually... We're getting to a point where, like, you know, now they're uh, looking at uh, ray tracing, which is, like, the newest addition for PS5, which is, like, oh, yes. shadows are have more depth. And, like, we're really reaching kind of the peak of technology that we can um, for, uh, for video games. And I, I think that it's kind of going to bottom out. Like, I think that it's just going to be the way it is now for a long time. And honestly, I'm cool with that. I'm, I would uh, agree with you. I'm uh, like I get kind of motion sickness from yeah. playing uh, virtual reality games. I don't know if it's yeah. me or or whatever, but um, the only game that I've never gotten nauseous with is uh, Beat Saber. For some reason, I don't get nauseous playing Beat Saber. Oh, interesting! I'm so bad at Beat Saber. Um, the last VR game that I played, I was obsessed with, and it's actually um, if you haven't played it, it's a great. Halloween season game. It's called The Room. Have you heard of that? Oh, I've heard of it, yeah. It's so, so, so good. It's, it's basically like an escape room. It's got like spooky mummy puzzles. It's very, very cool. And uh, there's sort of limited movement. And so I feel like it is good if you tend to get motion sickness. Yes. Um, but I loved it so much. I, I learned that there are four iOS games. And I think they're on Switch now, actually, too. And so I went back and played the old ones. And it's all just, if you like puzzles and spooky stuff, then highly recommend it. Yes. They, um, I don't know if you've ever been there, because it's not where I live. But when I was in California, I went to this place called Two Bit Circus. I don't know if you've ever oh, been yeah. there. And yeah. I, I played, uh, I, I did the virtual reality thing there. And it was the Raving Rabbids game. And yeah. uh, I just remember you had to walk like this platform and the lady was like, don't go backwards, only go forwards. So I was like, OK. And so I get to a point where I f- 
feel like I'm literally going to fall off the thing. Like I'm, I'm literally like trying to touch the walls so I can get some sort of like base, but there's no walls. There's just rails. So I'm just like hugging the rail. And, um, I had to literally lift up the set to see where I was because I thought I kept falling. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a, a similar sort of immersive VR experience uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, there's one at Downtown Disney and then one at a, a mall in uh, Burbank or Glendale, uh, and it's called The Boyd. And they, when I went, it was, a, it was a Star Wars experience, and you sort of walk through a series of uh, rooms with a VR, literally like a computer attached to a backpack that you carry around with you. And I do think that we're going to see when it's healthy again to do this sort of thing, lots more immersive VR experiences like that, where people can go and um, it has sort of all of the elements of sense where it's, uh, you know, you're, you're watching something, but you can also interact with things with your hands. And uh, the void had like certain smells and and temperatures and uh it made it like really really truly immersive so i think we'll see much more of that kind of thing i agree this isn't the virtual reality related but it is disney related when i went to uh disney i think it was last year um because i i'd never been to disneyland and i and i always wanted to go to disneyland it was like my dream to go to disneyland so it's like i'll go once you know, to say that I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I went by myself, obviously, and because uh, I didn't know anyone else. <laughs> and point being is that I went there and I did the Star Wars thing that was that was happening there. Um, mm-hmm. And the, they had like um, a droid or, you know, like a robot in the front of it. And he would talk to you. You know, and it'd be like, hey, you know, welcome to, uh, you know, the ship, blah, 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 you know, oh, yeah. this whole thing. And I just thought it was the funniest thing because, like, the robot would start making fun or joke with people on the line. And yeah. I was like, that, I'm like, that's got to be someone, like, doing a camera or something because he's, like, calling out what shirt they're wearing. He's like, he's like, tell your kid to be quiet. You know, it's like. Yeah, it, it was very funny. That'd be such a fun job to do. <laughs> Just like roast people from the safety of a robot. Exactly, exactly. What are you going to do, punch <laughs> a robot? Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm sure you've seen this video because it's gone viral a long time ago. But uh, the little girl, when she's fighting Darth Vader... And then oh, yeah. I thought yeah, that was the funniest thing. <laughs> she's just like, I'm going to join you. And he's like, no, no, yeah. you're supposed to fight. <laughs> She's a beast. I love it. So funny. Oh, that was that. That just reminded me of it. But um, uh, here's a silly question for you: If you could date any video game character, who would you date? So this actually comes with a story. I in high school used to work at a GameStop and stole a life-size cardboard cutout of Link. Because it, Twilight Princess had just come out, so that will be my answer. <laughs> Definitely Link, um, and I also stole a Batman cardboard cutout from. I had like a thing over a summer when I was probably like fourteen or fifteen, and uh, so I had like a giant Batman cardboard cutout and also a Link one. And I was like, oh, coming home to my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. Uh... 
something I- interesting. Uh, two things. Uh, the first thing <laughs> is like my first crush was actually Aris Gainsborough from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. And and I just remember like uh, talking to my my sister and being like. Oh, I have a new girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh, you have a new girlfriend?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's it's Eris Gainsborough," and she's like, "Oh, it sounds she sounds very proper." Does she does she go to school nearby? And I was like, "No." <laughs> That's so sweet. I love that. Oh, uh, it was it was it was just like, and then of course my my sisters and my siblings would tease me about it, you know, because that why not. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I was very popular as a child, <laughs> very popular. I feel that. Um, that is so funny. But um, another thing, I, uh, this is on a Saturn note, and maybe I should have told the Saturn thing first. But uh, when when I first moved to New York, the uh, we had these neighbors, and, <laughs> and the neighbors were quite like they they would go in and. Uh, this one lady, she would just like scream her head off, and I was just like, you know, what's going on here? But I was playing a uh, Link: Legend of the Past, or, mm. or, or, or like Break Four it. Swords, Link: Four Swords Adventure. That's what it was. Have you ever played that? No, I don't think I have. It's it's for GameCube. You play as four Links. Oh, cool. Anyway, so I'm playing the game, and uh, you know, uh, the lady is screaming her head off. Turns out that the she was you know getting abused or whatever. So we, the whole wow. thing. I'm not trying to be uh, upsetting you, so I'm kind of fast forwarding it. But uh, oh, <laughs> the um, so uh, you know I just like kind of like would zone out, you know, and go into the world of Link and whatnot. And then as I uh, got older, and uh, Breath of the Wild came out for the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was playing it, and I remember tweeting to uh, Erica Ishii about, like, hey, um, I'm sure you know who she is. Uh, she, uh, Erica Ishii, yes, yeah, is a very, very good friend of mine. We go to Burning Man together. <laughs> and, and We all, we all, all the, all the Geek and Sundry faves, you know, we're all uh, really close friends. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I, again, the, uh, my brain farts. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I was, I was tweeting with her, and I was like, I don't know why I'm getting so upset. And, and I'm like, I was crying when I was playing Breath of the Wild. And, and I was like, I just don't get it. I, did, I need to get rid of this game. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that I was, I was having trauma from when I was younger. From playing that game. I was relieving the trauma of the lady getting beaten wow. in the next door. And so uh, the, um, just recently... I want to say, like, maybe 2018, 2019, I said, okay, I'm going to try Breath of the Wild again because mm-hmm. um, this, uh, I'm sure you know her, obviously, uh, Maud Garrett. And uh, oh, yeah. she, uh, she had posted something with this lady that she works with, Amy Martinez. And uh, she was saying, like, uh, she doesn't like Chucky. And uh, she was saying that, uh, like, uh, they had to do something, you know, to uh, overcome the fear. You just jump right in, you know? So yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play Link. And uh, I, I played the game, and then I got to the part where there were horses. 
And I was like, oh, this is the best game ever. Because you could just ride around on this horse and, you know, like, feed the horse and whatnot. I just thought it was the best thing. <laughs> and um, then my sister told me that my mother's name, uh, my mom's name is Philippa. Mm-hmm. And that means love of horses. Oh wow! I had no idea. So 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 I was like, oh, so it's in a way, my mom has actually helped me overcome this fear. Oh, I love that story. That's so so sweet. Yeah, yeah. I again, I I just thought it was interesting to share. Yeah, that's really really cool. Uh, and what a great game too. And um, so, is there a, a video game character? that you can't stand, like you, you wish it never existed? If you oh, don't want to say, that's fine. Question. I have to think about that. I, huh. you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, hmm. I think this is, this is a funny one because actually the answer is no but what comes to mind is uh i'm a huge resident evil fan and uh resident evil 4 is by far my favorite of the series and uh if you have ever played those games you know the the first hour is the most terrifying part because you're sort of just getting your bearings and then once you figure out where you are and what you're doing then it becomes more of an action game but the first hour or so of every resident evil game is true terror and in four um again talking about what we were discussing earlier about cults it's about a cult uh that is infected by this uh parasite by obviously the umbrella corporation and there is one guy that is like a big bad in like the first uh, third of the game that wears a sack over his head and he has a chainsaw. Oh, and yeah. he's uh, mean and scary. And the, I, I used to crack myself out when I was, when that, whenever that game came out and I would stay up all night playing it by myself. And then like, I would be so on edge anytime I would hear a uh, leaf blower because it sounds vaguely like a chainsaw. Yeah. And so... That guy can go. In my <laughs> That's um, I never finished Resident Evil Four. I got I got too scared by it. Really <laughs> I'm not gonna scary. lie. I literally got too scared of. It. I still have the game. I just never finished it. Um, and uh, but the character that always scared me, like, and I just loved. I just loved him though. But it's it was like a love hate relationship. Was Pyramid Head from Silent oh, Hill? Yeah. Like, because yeah. I, cause I used to have dreams of Pyramid Head chasing me around. Like, oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and, I, and I just, because it was just so creepy. Like, he would just, as soon as you heard that alarm, you know that the nurses and the Pyramid Head was coming. So Yeah. And, 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 I always know if I've played too much of a video game when I start dreaming that I'm in it. <laughs> it always <laughs> happens. Yes. The, um, so, uh, if, if you were to give any advice it doesn't matter if it's gaming related or not Mm. but do you have any advice to share with the the viewing or listening public rather oh gosh um yeah so much so much stuff that i've learned the hard way i would say be true to your emotions um try not to let them control you but um 
don't ever let anybody tell you that you're too sensitive. Uh, that's something that I got a lot growing up and I have had to work really hard and realize that that's a strength of mine and that breeds more compassion and breeds more empathy. Um, I would say take care of each other, check in on your friends. It's a really tough time right now. And, uh, what is going to be the thing that gets us out of this is just having each other's backs. So just check in on your buds, even if they seem good and, uh, you know, and try to just allow a little, a little room for people to mess up too. Cause you know, you never know what somebody's going through and if someone is rude to you or if somebody has a bad attitude, you know, you, you really never know what's going on in their life. So just create a little space in yourself for other people too, I would say. Well, that that's some great advice. I appreciate <laughs> your, you. I appreciate your input. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the the song. That's that's I'll stop. But uh, mm. um, the uh, Bloodhound Gang, Bloodhound Gang. I appreciate oh, yeah. your input <laughs> again. Uh, but anyway, so yes, uh, Whitney Moore, you are a gem, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you, and I appreciate that you wanted to do this podcast for little old me. And, oh. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a really fun time having a conversation with you. Well, there you have it, folks. Whitney Moore, game enthusiast, very friendly person, and so forth. Uh, <laughs> uh, and hail Satan and listen to metal. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that too. Uh, anyway, until next time, Gigi. <laughs>